0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed. I do also know that, you know, with that coming into a contract here as well, you can't lose me for anything. You know, they can't have the notion of me playing out this year. They don't trade me. And it's like, okay say you know free agency comes around and i don't resign here you know let's just, let this just be real and you know, that this is a bad organization they're not making a powerful move with that so they do trade me and they do get assets for me coming along you know they're doing what's best for them they're just looking out for doing what they're paid to do right and um there's no hard feelings with that and i completely understand that i've you know, i've grown up in indiana i've been there since i was 19 years old and of course, there's some emotional attachment to it, but uh, when it comes to this business, when it comes to uh, you know this business in general, you got to try and cut those emotional ties. And I'm in a mature mindset, and I'm at an emotional state now where I'm just ready to hoop, man. I'm just ready to go out there and just be myself and play.
1: Look, setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci, Alex and Alex. If I put our jacks in the paint, How you gon' stop me? How you gon' stop me? We can go head to head, call out your top three, call out your top three Look at the switch from Dorte. now that boy got three We got Holly Burton running point, this is the Benedict for the shot If anybody gon' come in the post, then we got Jalen Smith for the block Setting the pace, going to the top, setting the pace, going to
0: the top This is your number one podcast, sweeping every team, we gon' need a mop, smooth
2: Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of Setting the Pace I am your boy Mike Focci. I am joined by Alex Bolden. Alex and I had to have almost an emergency press conference because Alex,
1: tell them what happened uh, today. I like how you call this a press conference. It kind of felt like that today on the podcast uh, with milestone and, and, and Woj. But yeah, man, what an interesting podcast. A lot of people across the entire league are talking about this. I've seen ESPN reporters. I've seen other national NBA reporters talking about this. So we felt like, let's not wait till Tuesday when we were scheduled to record. Let's make sure we get this out where it's a little bit more timely.
2: No, absolutely. I mean, we woke up immediately. I saw on the Woj pod Miles Turner was a guest, and I, I thought, hey, maybe they'd be going through kind of the Pacers full season, Benedict Matherin, Tyrese Halliburton, Miles, you know, rehab return. Instead, Ox, this felt like Woj just got out the gates hot, immediately addresses. The rumors between you know the Lakers trade involving Miles Turner and Buddy Hield, and it kind of felt like the majority of the interview was
1: centered around that. Was that just me,
2: or did you catch that vibe as well?
1: I mean, I think it's the elephant in the room. Miles, when he was at media day for uh, the Pacers, he basically said, "This is the only thing I'm going to say. I'm not talking about this anymore." And then he goes and does this. So that to me was a little bit surprising, just because Miles acted like he didn't want to talk about it. But maybe he just didn't want to talk about it with the Indiana media, and that's why he went nationally with it, because everybody knows Woj has a huge following on social media, and he's just probably one of the most influential people in what happens per trades in the NBA, right? Because his reporting is what gets other things going, you know, that we talk about. So what this did right here to me was it just opened up an opportunity for Miles to kind of campaign for himself in this upcoming free agency look. We know that Miles and the Pacers are probably not going to be a long-term fit. They went after DeAndre Ayton in the offseason. They kind of give that slap in the face to him and let him know, like, you're not our long-term answer. He kind of knows that, and he didn't sound hostile, whatever, uh, did not sound whatsoever bitter either. He just sounded like a guy that understands what the situation is, and he's ready for something different. But I do think it's interesting how much he talked about playing in a big market compared to a small market
2: no, he definitely did and and this was really the quote that's making it it's, its way around there miles turner is trending right now which i'm sure he he doesn't mind one bit you know given how he talked about playing in a small market but he said look if i'm the lakers i take a very hard look at this with the position that you're in i know what i could provide for a team talked about uh providing leadership three-point shooting making plays so overall it just felt like this was something that hey it doesn't seem like the Lakers are the worst thing for miles by any means seemed a bit excited about it. And it really did hint at talking about playing in a bigger market talked about how the Pacers already had their one and only nationally televised game of the year. And that, you know, there are some challenges that comes with being in a small market. So overall, look, we're not going to say he sounded overly exciting, excited about it, but definitely didn't run from it.
1: No, and and I'll say this, too. Like, if you go back and listen to how he was describing everything, it was pretty interesting. I I was finding myself just kind of – I'm just so turned on by when Miles Miles speaks because Miles is very smart, and I think he's Mm -hmm. very strategic in what he's doing. And so people are like, how could Woj ask such a question? How could Miles openly talk about this? Look, Miles probably doesn't care if he gets some kind of tampering fire for this. He probably thinks it's stupid. But, you know, why go to Woj to to say all this? Because – Miles is incredibly smart. When you think about the Los Angeles Lakers, they are talked about ad nauseum, for better or for worse. Miles understands, like, look, I've been a Defensive Player of the Year candidate probably for the past five, six years, but I've not been given the recognition that I feel like I truly deserve because I've been kind of buried in this small market on a team that's mediocre. Now, if the Lakers happen to turn things around, Fauci with LeBron, with Anthony Davis, and with Miles Turner there and Buddy Heald, then it's an easy thing for them to say, like, wow, Miles certainly has to be a defensive player of the year candidate. So I feel like when he was talking about that, we know last year there was some cryptic tweet about when they were playing the Lakers, he put the Batman sign out, right? Mm -hmm. LeBron, come save me. That whole thing kind of came out. Uh, People were talking about it. It, It's no surprise to me. Miles is very adamant about not reaching his potential yet, being – pigeonholed into a four position that he did not think he was a natural fit at, but said it gave him a ton of a learning experience. This is a young man who wants to enter into his prime, playing with a team that has a chance to make it into the playoffs and go deep. The Pacers are not there, and I don't really think he's bigger with the Pacers whatsoever. I think it's more so just, this is where I'm at, and I'm excited for what other opportunities could be available to me, especially if it's going to help me grow in the league.
2: I agree with that. Look, he did say, I am a natural five. I tried the four. It was a good experience, but he's definitely excited for that. Also talked about how he kind of thought the deal with the Celtics was a done deal a few years ago that, that fell through, and that the Pacers have done a great job communicating with him when rumors have legs to it or if they simply are just not true at all. So he's talked about, you know, growing thick skin, but this definitely did feel like a strategic move to set it up be able to, you know, talk about what's going on, be able to, hey, get some buzz about me, get some coverage. But also you could just tell woes in the media, they're not watching. Woes even said, you just made your season debut against Washington the other night, but that's not <laughs> the case. So you can just tell that he didn't watch the previous game. So <laughs> that was very evident to me. Then Miles also talked about how him and Buddy, you know, they've been joking around about it after the nationally televised game against the Wizards. You know, they went on a social media, saw everybody talking about it, especially with the Lakers losing. So, you know, at, at least they're having some fun. And then he also addressed what he he referenced as a couple of times as, quote, freak injuries, you know, especially related to the foot injuries, citing bad luck. But sometimes a player could unfortunately be a bit injury prone. Sometimes it's not always freak if it tends to be, you know, a repeat body part over there. But I also got to clarify what happened to him opening night with, you know, whose foot he stepped on and it wasn't a ball boy and this, this, and that. So we got some clarity over there, but one thing I thought was interesting. He mentioned that he felt that he could have played through that night, but the Pacers actually took it easy and they took the right steps, or at least in my opinion, to let him rehab and stay out for about a week. So this wasn't an injury that lingered. I thought that was uh, an interesting tidbit there.
1: Yeah. And he kind of talked about like it being the same foot that he already injured and missed with a stress fracture. So. They didn't want him to like overcorrect by running on a certain mm-hmm. way and mess up his gate and stuff like that. So a lot of made a lot of sense for him and the Pacers. Like, look, dude, we get it. You know, we haven't found a trade for you yet. We're looking, actively looking for you to find a new home because we know it's what's best for both sides. And you know, it, I'll just say this: the Woj thing and how he maybe phrased some of these questions. It was a little bit weird, Fauci. Let's it not was, deny that. It's,
2: it was weird. That cannot be denied.
1: It, it just felt like there was something bigger to gain here for Woj himself and, and for Miles. Like, I'm not trying to deny that Miles probably understood what was going on here, but at the same time, like, just kind of weird. Like, we get it, man. Like, we know that it's going to happen, but does this affect the Pacers' leverage now in a trade with the Lakers?
2: It's an interesting point. I mean, it it most definitely feels that miles would not want to fight a trade over there to LA. And it seems like this is, this is that, as you mentioned before, the elephant in the room, it, it's being talked about a lot. And it, it just f- very well, very well felt like instead of kind of diffusing down, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm super happy in Indiana. I don't want to talk about that stuff. I'm just focused on playing basketball. It was just like, Hey, there is advantages of playing in a big market and playing with LeBron. You know, you, you can learn a lot over there and, 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 And this, this, and that, and it just there was too much of that. When I would have loved if there was a little bit more focused on what we're doing over here. Miles did talk about being a leader on this team, so he did do that and did did talk about embracing what it is and how Al Jefferson was a great leader to him and Paul George was a young vet for him. So that that part was cool, but this I don't know. This very much felt like. Not like an audition
1: type for the Lakers, but it was like,
2: a, hey, whatever the move's gonna be made, I completely understand Indiana's standpoint and
1: I'm ready for it. It was like an open love letter to LeBron, yes. please convince Rob Polinka mm-hmm. to trade for me and Buddy Field. We would like to be in LA. Me and Buddy are from Dallas. We, we played against each other in high school. He brought that up and you know, talking about the trades and laughing about it, seeing their names trending after they did really well against the, the Wizards on national TV. Like, you know, they both thought that was really funny and. You know, to me, it's one of those things where I just think that this puts more pressure on the Lakers to make a deal sooner than later. I don't necessarily think it hurts the Pacers because the Pacers have said, look, our asking price is two first-round picks and Russell Westbrook for Buddy and Miles. If y'all don't want to do that, then we'll find another trade partner for Miles because Woj brought it up. There have been several teams interested Mm -hmm. in Miles Turner, but the Pacers really value him. so." That to me says, sure, it might have watered down the trade value and the trade market a little bit with his injury. But if he can come back and continue to prove that he is healthy and play you know, at a level where he had a double-double, he talked about wanting to get uh, more defensive rebounds to help yep. his case as a defensive player of the year, which I thought was really important that's as cool. well for him to just kind of acknowledge that. So that's why you know, when I said I think he could have a, a double-double this year, that was part of the reason why I really feel like he understands that. And now that he's playing the five, he's probably thinking I'll have more of a chance to do that, even though I think it could have been there the whole time. But regardless, um, I'll just say this. It's going to make it a little bit more. uh, I think he's putting pressure more now on the Lakers to get this deal done, letting them know I want to be here. I'm all in if you do trade for me. This is only going to make Lakers fans more eager to put pressure on on their front office to make a deal. And I think LeBron James hearing this, he probably already has talked to Miles, let's be honest. But it, I think this right now only helps kind of maybe t- these maybe these talks get going a little bit more. But at the same time, I just don't know if the Pacers are really uh, going to enjoy that Miles put this out there publicly.
2: Now, it's not that it's like this major distraction, but it's kind of like that awkwardness of like, OK, so, yeah, we're, we're probably all knowing that. You're not going to be here next year. And Woj even had a comment of saying something of the sort of like, so yeah, you know, there, there's a there's a probable chance that you might be in a new scenery next year. Or it was something of of that line. And like I just would have loved a little bit more. If I'm only focused on helping Indiana Pacers win basketball games, you know, today. I'll let the rest figure itself out. And it it definitely wasn't that. So this was a little bit weird <laughs> to have it be that open. Also, Miles talked about he, he admitted. Uh, he probably would have got moved at the deadline last year if it wasn't for an injury. Didn't know where, mm-hmm. but said that a deal was probably going to get done. So overall on that, it was I would have liked a little bit more shine on the Pacers. And he did do that for Halliburton. He did say he's just getting started. Hey, once he starts to go left a little bit more and go downhill, like it's on. He's a Chris Paul-level talent. But when you talk about small market teams not getting the shine, as a as a large market team, this was kind of an opportunity to put some players on the map a little bit. And I feel like, I don't know, I like we kind of kind of missed out on that a little bit today.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Miles has done enough for Indiana that he doesn't need to sit yes, here and, yes. and and put the rest of the, the, the team on the map. Like, you know, people are already talking enough about Halliburton and Matherin right, right now. So I don't think that they need any more recognition than they already have in terms of like, you know, deserve recognition, right? Because It is what it is. But I will say when Miles talked about being a leader, I thought that was a really interesting thing that he said. He said, I'm not going to come in here and let the trade rumors and the trade stuff impact the way that I come in and perform. He said, I'm a professional. I'm going to come in here and go about my business the way that I need to go about it because I've got to be an example for these young guys. Basically just said, I don't want to be a distraction for these young guys based on how I feel. And he said he did learn from PG said PG did all that he could do or said the things that he could say to control his narrative. Now that could just be him talking, but he didn't bring up Victor Oladipo and how he handled things. Okay. So let's just put that out there because he could have brought up Vic doing the things that he did, but there, there seemed to be some kind of beef there, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But to me, it was just one of those things, Fachi, where it felt like miles understanding of the situation altogether. And at the end of the day, I'm glad he was authentic enough in what he had to say because there were a handful of fans out there that have been begging the Pacers to sign Miles to an extension, to, to re up and bring him back for another four to five years. And, you know, basically kind of putting the blame on Pritchard and stuff like that for this not happening. But I think with Miles kind of giving them some clarity, those that are really big fans of Miles, it kind of softens the blow now for them when he eventually is moved. Because he he addresses it all here. And when he didn't do it earlier, it just kind of felt like, oh, maybe he's just mad about the whole thing. This right here seemed like understanding, not bitter, excited for the future of his career, and thankful for his time in Indiana. And I think that's going to help big Miles Turner fans cope with the the transaction of him being traded when it happens.
2: Definitely. Look, authenticity was for sure there. He definitely didn't sugarcoat things and say like things like, I would love to come to an agreement on an extension. Didn't bring it up at all. So I, don't, I know the holidays are coming around. I'm not trying to be the Grinch. But, guys, this man will be moved. He will. It's it's He's letting you know that. So yeah. it, it, the cat is out of the bag. For any of you guys that really think the Pacers and Miles are going to come to a contract extension, it's not going to happen. I mean, look, is there some percentage that it could? A minimal one. But the way this guy's talking, the way that Woj set up this, this interview and everything of the sort is all pointing towards, hey, my time here is winding down. I've enjoyed every minute of it. I love this team. I love the memories. I, he even said, I grew up here since the age of 19. So he was an absolute professional about it. He's continuing to be a professional about it, but he will be moved. And, and I don't think contract extension talks are any, you know, I don't think there's any seriousness to it. At this moment, nor do I think there has been in the last couple
1: months. No, there's not going to be a contract extension before the uh, before the season's over. I think I've heard other podcasts that cover the Pacers talk about that. Why it doesn't really make a lot of sense for it to get done right now. And Miles probably wants to test free agency for the first time. See what else is out there. Like I could see if he's traded to a team that he really likes. Like let's just say it as a Lakers, since we've been talking about it, and they have a good playoff run. And he's like, okay. I know LeBron's getting older, but he's still that guy. Anthony Davis, I get to play alongside him. He feels more comfortable at the four. We can be a really dominant defensive team. Yes, I would love to re-up here. Let's make this a really good fit for us. I can totally see that happening. But I can also see, like, he talked about it jokingly. He's like, yeah, you know, you think you're going to the Lakers and then you end up with the Thunder. That was totally a Paul George thing, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was fresh in his memory right when he said that. Uh, You know, he said, that's how this business works. Uh, because the Pacers were not going to trade Paul George to the Lakers after the way he handled that whole thing, and they were mad at the Lakers. But,
0: you know, he was just
1: basically saying, like, you could think you're going to L.A., end up in OKC. Well, if that's the case, if you get traded to a team he's not expecting, then it's very unlikely that he's going to re-sign there with that team. So I think Scott Agnes has brought this up a lot. Like, Miles, when he gets moved, wants to be dealt to a team, or a team wants to know that Miles will re up with them if they trade for him. So that to me is why a, a team like the Lakers makes sense. And then this is me putting on my ten hat ho- and, and sleuthing a little bit. Um, but he did talk about Kevin Durant being his favorite player to watch. They're in Brooklyn right now when he does this podcast. Do you think he was maybe putting it out there like uh, the Brooklyn Nets could use a better center? I think I'd be a good fit there.
2: I don't know. I don't know. It could be very tinfoil hat-like. You know, I think he's probably just like, hey, love me some KD. You know, it's pretty cool. That's what we're doing right now. So it might have just been that. But at the same point, I don't think there's really uh, – I think a bigger market is what he's looking for. And, hey, the New York market, the L.A. market, it definitely checks those boxes over there. So, I and look, I, I don't think he is uh, eager to get traded to the New Orleans Pelicans or anything of that sort. But uh, I think uh, – He it, might on
1: this Pelicans team.
2: I mean, look, they're a fun team. They got talent over there. But the man did say he would like to be on TV a bit more. And I, I think uh, you could accomplish that in New York or L.A.
1: Totally agree with that. So, I mean, honestly, everything that came from this to me was nothing negative. I know there's some people that are, like, freaking out that these questions were even asked. And that, you know, kind of questioning Wo- Woj's integrity in terms of, like, the questions he asked. But let's be honest. If Woj didn't do it, how many more would it have been until Shams did it, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. and a lot of people don't like Shams a lot more than they don't like mm-hmm. Woj. So, you know, it's, to me, it's just like Miles was getting his name out there on a national platform because he wants to be the talk of talk of the town right now. Don't blame him. He's got a very interesting upcoming rest of the season and and free agency pending. So, uh, I agree with Miles though. Like he he talked about not reaching his full potential yet. I, I still think there's a lot to be desired out there for Miles and and. And there's a good chance that he could be somebody much better than he's been in Indiana. So that's not his fault. I think Indiana just has been built a little bit differently. So had they had Halliburton and Matherin in, like, the beginning of Miles's new extension that he had, he's on right now, then I think it's less likely that he's traded. But with it being the expiring year, their belief in Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith and those two big guys it just seems like the writing's on the wall. So overall, good, good podcast, good content for us to talk about. But um, I don't have anything else really to add to this, Fachi, but I just, I just don't think people should overreact too much to what he had to say because Miles is a very, very smart guy, and he is positioning himself for the future of his career.
2: Yeah. Now, th- it, this kind of struck me as, like, if this was Facebook, Miles would be putting his relationship status as, it's complicated right exactly you know so it's just like look open relationship that's exactly what i was gonna (laughs) say this man is in an open relationship right now with the indiana pacers and and, you know he could be moving on a new relationship uh one way or another but for right now he's a veteran leader on this team i i think that he's he's been a professional about it i definitely appreciate that and look he's going to be one of those players if he ends up going to another team I'm going to be rooting for him. You know, I'm never going to, he's not going to Victor Oladipo us like like you talked about before, or, you know, maybe even Paul us or anything like that. This guy is like, hey, as long as I'm wearing the jersey, I'm going to make it proud. If, if you guys work out a deal, then I'm going to be professional. I'll report. So um, other than that, Alex, I'm ready to wrap if you are.
1: Yeah, Faj, I think this was a good, this was a good uh, conversation between the two of us. And I know that we've both been kind of labeled as miles haters. They're mostly me. You know, we always do like miles trade topics and stuff like that and it's one of those things when we're creating a lot of content we have to come up with stuff right Mm -hmm. and miles name has been in trade rumors for like four to five years now so it is one of those things where we've always kind of felt like there was a a potential uh, chance for them to make a move and we and we talked about it so you know i'm ready for us not to talk about turner trades and stuff like that just because it's a little bit over the top and it's one of those things where we can just kind of focus more on the young team growing and not like who doesn't fit and what do we want asset wise. But, you know, like you said, ultimately, like, sure. I was probably a little too harsh on Miles when, uh, when I kind of took some strong stances on him on Twitter and stuff like that. I'll be honest. I, I probably wasn't as fair as I should have been. And I did play favoritism with Sabonis. There's no doubt about it, but overall I think Miles is a good guy, uh, a, a terrific human being and what he does. And I honestly wish him nothing but the best moving forward with his career because I do think that he does have really good basketball left in him. And him going to a team that's got a lot of loaded players on it, it's going to be problematic for a lot of teams because what he does well is fit that complementary piece alongside some stars. And, uh, you know, that that to me is like he's going to have a good chance at being like a Tyson Chandler for a championship-level team.
2: Yeah, hey, very well could. Look, Tyson fit that role perfectly for the Mavs. But yeah, as it relates to Turner, all-star human being, no doubt about it. Great guy. Overall, Hey, just, just like you, I've caught in some criticism before with when we've come up with trade rumors and that. But look, we're not just doing it for clicks. Like, we're not going to say, Benedict Matherin trade packages or Halbert. Like, no, because these guys, it makes no sense to trade them. They've never been in trade rumors with the Pacers. It, it, it's not happening. But Turner, on the other hand, just like you mentioned, it, it's every few months there, there's some report coming out that he could be going to Charlotte or LA or Boston or this or that. So they always <laughs> had some legs to it. And yes, I was a Sabonis guy as well. So I don't know why there had to be that divide between Pacer Nation of who are you sticking with, Sabonis or Turner, but it was a real thing. And I'm happy that that, that is is gone with. Now we could all just be like Matherin, Halberton guys and all that fun stuff. But hey, this, this chapter has not yet Been laid to rest until uh, some sort of deal is official or until the year concludes. So for now on, we just got to continue to buckle up and know that these rumors will continue.
1: Breaking news from Shams. Miles Turner has been traded to the Sacramento Kings for Harrison Barnes and a second round pick. Just kidding. I just wanted to see everybody's reaction to Turner and Sabonis back together. (laughs) But that would be the funniest thing ever if that actually happened. (laughs) This was
2: interesting. Actually, I just saw Miles Turner tweeted out 25 minutes ago. Just listen to the podcast, LOL.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Wow. What does that mean? Well,
2: now that makes me think, do you think that Woj might have cut out some of it and maybe really just kind of kept stuff about the Lakers trade?
1: Because it didn't start gonna... off with that. I mean, I'm sure maybe some. but like, I mean, look, the tinfoil yeah, is on.
2: It. It's on. I'm sure they edited it. They might have taken out some things that made him maybe look a little bit differently. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, it was just an interesting tweet by him that I saw just now. But I'm not going to look too far into it. I doubt he's going to address it. So for
1: now, we just got to go with what we heard. Absolutely, Foxy. Well, real quick, let the people know where they can find us out on social media. Absolutely. So you could find us on
2: Twitter at Setting the Pace 3. You could find Alex on Twitter at Alex Golden NBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore FACCI. You could find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You could find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. You could find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And Alex, tell them where they could check us out on YouTube.
1: Y'all go to youtube.com slash Setting the Pace, a Pacers podcast, or go to Google, type in Setting the Pace on YouTube, and you should find us there lots of really cool interviews and make sure you subscribe because we're going to be doing a giveaway by the end of the season really cool gifts going to pick five winners so send me a screenshot that you're a subscriber to the youtube channel we want to get to one thousand subscribers by the end of the season i think you guys are going to love the content as we continue to grow with that but with that being said fachi if you're excited for the future of the indiana pacers then say these two words let's go pacers the pace going to the top setting the pace going to the top this is your number 1
0: podcast sweeping every team we going need a mop Smooth. Mm-hmm.